Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. I am grateful to welcome my friend, Gary Ridge, to kick off today's show. To me, Gary is a leader of leaders. He's currently chairman and CEO of WD40, which has a phenomenal culture. Most importantly, Gary is one of the most grounded, authentic human beings I know, and an adoring granddad to two rock star grandsons. Welcome, Gary. G'day, Molly. How are you today? Fantastic. Especially fantastic to have a chat with you. Yeah, it's fabulous. It's a beautiful day, and uh, we can make a difference today in everything we do. Gary, you make a difference every single day. I love following your posts. I really like your Facebook posts with your grandkids. I haven't seen a photo in a while, so I will look forward to one. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm especially excited to share with listeners today uh, the experience of being a WD40 tribe member. Tribe member, interesting term. You know, I think I would really like people to know that environments do exist where people can be their full selves and win big together. Um, so if you share, you know, what, what do you think defines the experience and um, would welcome your thoughts. Yeah, thanks, Molly. You know, we envision a place where people go to work every day. They make a contribution to something bigger than themselves. They learn something new. They feel safe and they go home happy. And um, we believe that sending people home happy create happy families and happy families create a happy community and happy communities create a happy world. And business today has the biggest opportunity it's ever had to create that atmosphere. So a WD-40 tribe member, firstly, you know, one of the best things about a tribe is it, it appeals to one of our biggest human needs, and that's to belong. Most people that I know have either left a party, an organization, a company, or even a relationship because they didn't think they belong. So as a tribe member, we are here to support each other, to make sure that people understand that they do belong and they're special to each one of us. A tribe member is someone who is in, who's really invested in learning and teaching. Um, the number one responsibility of a tribal leader is to be a learner and a teacher. And our job as tribal coaches here at WD40 is to help those that we have the privilege to lead to step into the new and better version of their personal self every day. Uh, our tribe members are really passionate about celebration, about our values. Our values in the company are the, are the foundation. They're the written reminders of the only acceptable behavior. Um, I have an algorithm, um, part of which I, I borrowed from Simon Sinek, and it says culture equals values plus behavior times consistency. So that's important to us. So it's a place where you belong, you learn, you're treated with respect and dignity, you have fun, um, and you hopefully go home happy. I love it. I love that you called out it really is a privilege to lead, and I love the math equation. I can imagine a lot of people nodding their heads going, I want to work there. (laughs) 
I was in the TV. I wanted to work there. Uh, <laughs> Gary, share a little bit. Like, what's the journey to get there? I mean, I, I would imagine a lot of leaders nodding their heads, and they're not really sure how to make that happen. Can you share a little bit about the journey to this? You know, it's, it's quite a utopic state, I have to be honest. You know, it, it, I think people, when I talk about I talk about you a lot. I think people are like, nah, it's not, it can't really be that good. Well, you know, it's really firstly about making sure that as a leader, you get very comfortable with the fact that your empathy must eat your ego instead of your ego eating your empathy. And that's the number one, you know, we have four pillars, care, candor, accountability, and responsibility. And care to us is when the success and well-being of those you lead is slightly more important than that of yours. So the journey is one of, number one, um, do you truly believe as a leader that it's all about the people? Um, do you truly believe as a leader that, it, that you know, you, you can get comfortable with the three most powerful words, which are, I don't know? Um, can you create an environment where you reduce fear? Now, you know, we're not perfect, and, you know, we... we trip up from time to time, but we, we don't make mistakes. Um, we replace the word mistakes with we have learning moments, and a learning moment is a positive or negative outcome of any situation that needs to be openly and freely shared to benefit all people. So, you know, the journey's first about who am I, who, who do you want to be as a leader? Do you understand micromanagement is not scalable? Are you prepared to invest your time, your talent, your treasure in helping others step into the best version of their personal soul. And then this formula is simple. It's not easy and time is not your friend. That's why consistency is so important. And, you know, we're grateful that, and I'm very grateful that I've had the opportunity. I've been here for 33 years. We started on this cultural journey 20 years ago. Back then, we had the employee engagement scores that were ones that I was not proud of. Today, our employee engagement is 93.3%. 99% of our tribe members globally say they love to tell people they work at WD-40 company. And at the end of the day, you know, you might say we just sell oil. Well, we don't. We're in the memories business. We exist to create positive, lasting memories, solving problems in factories, homes, and workshops around the world. Our just cause is building better lives for people at work and at home. So we do it with our product and we do it with the way we treat our people and the way we build our culture. That's just so spectacular. It's beyond spectacular. I, I really appreciate the learning moments and changing that language of mistakes, bad, failure, bad, to positive learning, growing. You know, I launched a video today about making big mistakes. You know, just to humanize you, Gary, would you share perhaps a bit of a bump or snafus or any hiccups for you um, along your way? Oh, my gosh. How many weeks do we have? I have, I have a, a gold mine of learning moments along the way. Um, and it's, there have been a, a lot as I've, as I've just you know, bumbled my way down this, this path of, of trying to be a, a, a leader that, um, that really does treasure the people. But, you know, one of the things that I sometimes struggle with and, and is this balance between being tough-minded and tender-hearted. And I believe that, you know, good leaders are, are a balance of the two. 
And my learning moment around that is I can go to either end of that really quickly and I need the discipline. So a lot of things around learning is then do you learn from it and what's the discipline? So, you know, that's one. I, I, when I went back to school in 1999 and did my master's degree in leadership, uh, my, one of my professors was Ken Blanchard, who is now a dear friend of mine and, and has been my mentor in many ways. But just, you know, learn another learning moment is learning the power of servant leadership that, you know, we are really here to serve. Um, and you know what? The other thing that's wonderful is how many learning, how much learning I've got from, say, it skillfully. You know, how I'm just a huge fan of, of your snippets of, of really practical but simple and sincere tips on how we can be better communicators. And, and I believe that a lot of people um, camouflage issues with confusion to make out how smart they are. You know, with say it skillfully. You know, you do the reverse, and I, 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 I don't know how many uh, episodes I've missed, but there's not too many. And then I share them out with our leadership group, and and every day that I there, there's one that means something. So I want to thank you for what you do because you're helping us be better leaders. Well, my heart's out to you, Gary, because I wouldn't be doing this without people like you, and you're really a huge inspiration for me. Um, I have, um, I, I appreciate how you've used the videos and I just want to call out for folks that, you know, when the leader is so open about learning and so encouraging about learning, it makes it safe for people to learn. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I think lots of times people feel like, you know, you've got to be perfect. You've got to have it all together. And just how you move through space, really embracing that is, um, it's really remarkable. So I just want to call that out for leaders. And I don't know if that's just a natural from you, if you learned that from Ken, but, you know, your approachability and that you wouldn't ask anyone to do anything you're not doing, Gary, is really fantastic. Well, as you know, Molly, you know, in most circumstances, I'm probably wrong and roughly right. <laughs> <laughs> I think your humility is also top of mind for me. Uh, Gary, I know you're... Uh, very busy. I uh, do you have any questions for me? Can I help you at all? You know, I was only pondering the other day. I'd love you to address sometime with say it skillfully uh, the behaviour of someone who's always on. You know, the person that's always on, and and it creates a an atmosphere where sometimes they get avoided. So I'd love I'd love the the wisdom of say it skillfully around dealing with someone that's always on. When you say always on, is that always on in that they don't seem real, that they always on, meaning they never listen to other people? Just tell me a little bit more about that. Um, They always have something that they want to make a contribution towards, and they always want to to be able to tell you something new, something, something impressive, something that's happened to them today. Um, they all, and, and sometimes I think it's insecurity. They just always need to be the one that's sharing something and it kind of blocks other people out and it doesn't, and in, in time it, it, it has people avoid them because they, they go, wow, if I, if I go near that person, I know I'm going to, I'm going to be bombarded with something that maybe I don't need to hear right now or is really not a lot of interest to me. 
uh, I get it. Someone who's really in their own experience and absolutely not able to put themselves in others' shoes and how they're landing. That's great. I will work yes. on that for you, my friend. So I'll take Thank care you. of that. And um, I could not be more grateful for you and your time and your energy. Gary, if I can ever ever help you, you please reach out. Um, and as always, I really thank you for being part of the solution. Thank you, Molly. And you make a difference every day. The world's a better place because of Molly. Thank you, Gary. Back at you. Take care. Cheers. Okay. I am delighted from around the world in Georgia, not uh, Georgia and the States, but um, a place uh, far out between uh, the intersection of Europe and Asia, former Soviet Republic, Ilya. Ilya, it's late in your evening. Thank you for joining me on Say It Skillfully. Uh, hello, Molly. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I love your Say It Skillfully. It's really interesting. And your conversation was really interesting. <laughs> That's fantastic. So do you have a situation or is there a conversation that I might help you with tonight? Uh, I just called, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of issues uh, you can help, uh, uh, you know, if you can uh, tell me uh, uh, something about um, about people, about workers, employees uh, who are working all day long, uh, uh, we are invented as a leaders, as a, um, managers uh, uh, to uh, keep our workers motivated, uh, all day long, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of tools, but, uh, what could you uh, say also to restore their energy, um, um uh, every day, uh, what kind of, uh, tools can you suggest, uh, uh, I mean, uh, not like motivation or like, um, material motivation. I'm not talking about, uh, like, uh, energy motivation or energy things, what kind of, uh, um, uh, tools can we use to make our employees more energized all day long? I, I just want to paraphrase make sure I'm hearing you, Ilya. So is the question, what tools uh, or ways can we help employees feel more energized all through the day? Yes. Great. That's a fantastic question. And I wish Gary were still on the line because that's something I think he excels with. Um, I think a, 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 a um, starting point is when you think about the energy of your organization right now and you had to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, 10 being, wow, really enthusiastic, don't want to take breaks, just want to stay. One might be 10% of that. Just being honest where you think it is. And I think it's important to just get a current state of that and to enroll people all around you and say, what, what would make it more interesting? And I think that, you know, one of the things that Gary talked about is a sense of belonging and a sense of mission, that what people are doing, their individual job itself, you know, may not be the only thing, but when you add it up with a whole organization that, you know, we really can move mountains. And so thinking first about, why people are there, and truly, why are they there? You, know, you might say, they're just there for a paycheck. And get, totally, people need paychecks. There's something more, and what can that more be? And if someone can make WD-40 like oil spray so alive for people, 
I think it's a real opportunity in, in any organization. So that ability to, to clarify the what and, and the why and for people to feel a sense of belonging. I found energy-wise, if you actually ask people where they are, ask them how they are, really spend the time with individuals. And I know that sounds so basic. That can actually make a big difference. I'll pause for a second. How's that land for you? Yeah, uh, you're right. That's uh, really interesting. Uh, um, also, I think um, important should be uh, uh, working process and the working environment. Uh, you know, uh, where they work, what kind of, uh, um, um, like, uh, you know, uh, to rest uh, during the day is important also. And, uh, uh how many times to rest, maybe to make, you uh, know, to one time rest, but, uh, like, uh, to, uh, break it, uh, several, uh, times during the day. There's a lot of points what can be, um, uh, done probably during the day to make, uh, our employees more motivated. Uh, and, uh, as you mentioned, uh, to have, like, mission and, uh, why they are doing their work, which is very important. Uh, but also uh, during the day to have like some uh, to re- refill their energy to have uh, I think uh, more breaks uh, or to have something like uh, uh, to enjoy with something to have like more opportunity to uh, to do something else uh, than their work. So I think um, uh, to make their life more. Um, different uh, during the day because it's uh, uh, working in the office uh, uh, every day and doing the uh, same job. It's uh, not very, uh, not very, maybe for some employees, it is not very interesting. So to yes. make variety during the day, I think it will be important. Yes, yes. I appreciate the job itself may not be that interesting. So one, I think as a leader asking and really engaging people, what could we do? What can we make more fun? And, you know, I know it's work, but there can be games. There can be fun things, you know, department, little mini competitions. There's ways to make the connection and being with people more interesting. And whether that's some progress, uh, fun awards, or things that you can do, I just really want to encourage letting people know you want to create a better workspace really authentically and have people co-create, have a group come together and say, what can we do so that we amp up the energy and, you know, make it a challenge for everyone to solve. It's not only your job, Elia. If you really reach out, it also shows a sign of respect. Hey, we're all here to create a meaningful environment. Uh, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate your okay. calling in. Thank you. Thank you very much, Molly. You are doing a great uh, job. So, uh, thank you. Thank you for your advice, and thank you. Thank you. Take care. Have a nice night, Ilya. Okay, what a great guy. So let's welcome now, all the way from Sweden, I understand Sweetang is calling in. Sweetang, welcome to the show. Hello. Very good morning, Molly. Um, How are you today? I'm very well, and I want to ask first, am I pronouncing your name correctly? 
Yes, yeah. Well, perhaps I should say I'm one of those, you know, fortunate guy. My name starts with S, and actually I got Lisp, which kind of makes me popular um, in a good way, I guess. So how do you pronounce your name? Um, Sweetang, Sweetang. Sweetang. Yeah, I'm, I'm Sweetang, Sweetang, S-W-E-T-A-N-G, Sweetang. Great. Sweetan, Sweetan. Okay, I'm trying to do my best. Yeah. Sweetan, how yeah. can I help you? <laughs> I'm. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Molly. And just to, um, and and I'm not from Sweden. I'm from actually London here in UK. Not a problem. Thank you. So I I wanted to, um, with my current ongoing work, where I sort of you know lead the clinical development team in order to discover new medicine, mainly within, within sort of oncology space. And I wanted to know, as I lead the cross-functional team, um, they say successful leaders, they try to make it about them. They don't try to make it about an individual person. So I just wanted to have your sort of tips around how to make about them and, and not just about us. <laughs> That's such a great question. First and foremost, thank you for the work that you do uh, to help people um, with their health, to put the care back in health. Uh, my mother was a nurse, so I um, am particularly soft spot for folks like you who do the work you do. So thank you. Um, so thank you. The, idea, the idea of um, being about others, and um, as Gary started the show, I think it's part and parcel as leaders really need to be one in good relationship with themselves. So there's a level of security, of self-assuredness, not arrogance, but just knowing that, you know, you're there, you're there for a reason, but you don't have all the answers. Uh-huh. And I think that energy, which I think is a really important one, coupled with it's really a privilege to lead. And the ability uh-huh. to be in a service mentality with your people really creates, you know, it's a very different vibe that people will get when a leader comes up to them and says, you know, how are you? Like, I'm really interested in how are you? Not how are you so you can do more work for me, but how are you? And um, and putting trying to put themselves in other people's shoes. And I think uh-huh. the biggest, biggest disconnect I see in organizations all over the world of any size is that People aren't able to empathetically understand what it's like in someone else's shoes. By that, I don't mean what department-wise, technically what they do, but really what's it feel like here? You know, when at the end of the month for finance, when all the numbers are pouring in and the, they're under the gun to get the reporting out, like what's that feel like? And to be able to show that you, you know, have a sense of it and that you're there to help, um, I think is is really fundamental. So if leaders could take the know-it-all hat off, which is part of what got leaders there, right? They had answers. They were able to, to um, produce the results. But to be able to go back to uh-huh. begin mindset is one way. How's that land for you? Yes, yes. That, um, um, that so, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it landed quite nicely for me. Um, and, yeah, if I, if I summarize or so key takeaway for me here is having a good relationship with the team member, but also 
um, having a good self-awareness and knowing you, you can't have all the answers. And, and, you know, you, you have to rely on the other sort of expertise you have available within the team in order to achieve certain goals. That's great wisdoms, great wisdoms. I love it. Do you feel like you're equipped to try that out tomorrow? Yes, I'm. I'm going to to try it out tomorrow. But but also, I have one more question. Am, am I allowed to ask second one? Go ahead, Sweetang. Oh, thank you, thank you for the op- opportunity. And and second question I have is, um, as a leader, I I try to be sensitive, um, empathetic, um, try to be patient as much as I can. And and also, I I really do my best to manage kind of you know relationship with the, some of the member, but at the same time, um, Molly, I I struggle to sometimes convey the hard truth and also constructive feedback. So so how do we go about? For an example, in in my current situation, in last couple of weeks, um, there's an individual um, we we are part of the team for nearly a more than six months now. Um, I have a great rapport with that, with that sort of um, individual. Um, how, however, a few things are kind of, you know, um, not, not being working from, from his side and it is impacting our bigger picture. Um, but at the same time, I'm struggling to provide, you know, constructive feedback and, you know, telling them the hard truth that, look, something is not working from your angle correctly, which is impacting wider audience. So how shall we do that? So that's a great question. I'll go back to what I said earlier, of what's going on for you. Why do you Uh feel a little bit uncomfortable? What's hard about it for you? Um, I... I, I think if I've outlined the, the, to the individual that because you are not doing X, Y, and Z, it is impacting, um, you know, our overall team and the goal and the structure. So, you know, I, I kind of worry if I provide, tell them the, you know, provide them constructive feedback, it may impact our kind of, you know, relationship. Great. That's a very real fear. And the number one thing is to know what it is. So we'll just summarize that as you're worried about their relationship, right? So if you take uh-huh. a step back, two things in service, you're in service to the organization so that you want to help get the right results, right? And you want to be in service to this person uh-huh. to help them grow. So put yourself in their shoes. If you were doing something that was not supporting the organization, would you want someone to let you know? Okay. You want someone to know, yeah? You'd want to know. So just in your yeah, own yeah, mind, yeah, yeah. before you even have the conversation, realize you're, it's part of your responsibility and your opportunity. So rather than, oh, my God, I have to give this feedback, <laughs> about, oh, I get, I have the opportunity yeah. to give, you know, feedback, feed forward, um, you may have heard as well, to help someone be better for themselves and for others. So your own energy going in, and then you bring that person in and say, Sue, you know, I'd love to have a conversation about how um, we can be better together. Is now a good time, right? So you're positive and say, now, part of my role, right, is to help you to grow. So I want you to uh-huh. take that 
the spirit of, I know you can do this, and I know that you want to be better, and I know we can be better, right? So this is, you're cheering for this person. And then you say, so just, this is what I saw, blank, 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 blank. You know, did, uh-huh. did you, is, is that, does that make sense? Just, you know, align on the fact that that happened without making anyone wrong or bad. And then start to unpack, how do you think others felt about it? What do you think the impact was? Use open-ended, non-judging questions just to help reveal okay. what's going on. Yeah. And then say, okay, you know, yeah. so then you might even ask, what do you think would make it better? Ask the person for some input. And then that gives you a very conversational, think about throwing a ball back and forth. So many leaders just want to throw yeah. the ball one way. <laughs> and so create yeah. a dialogue, yeah, and, um, and then and go with it. You may have specific things you want to say. At the same time, you may not mm-hmm. know everything that's on that person's mind. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's my pleasure. Okay, Do you have a topic? And- I was going to say, do you have a top takeaway yep. before we wrap? Um, takeaway for the second question was, you know, um, having an open dialogue with the team member, um, you know, explaining them or, you know, briefly mentioning that um, part of my role is to, you know, deliver, deliver on the goals, deliver on the commitment. And at the same time, you know, try to have a tone which is a non-judgmental, and and asking them a question around you know instead of offering a solution ask them a question um, um what do you think how can we solve this problem um, and how did you do over the last couple of weeks uh, which allows us to have this conversation today so that allows us that will allow me to understand his or her perspective and and hopefully um we can work together effectively love it i love it Thank you very much. I appreciate your making time. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the Solutions Weekend. Take care. We'll take a quick break now. You're listening to Say It Skillfully. I'm your host, Molly Chang. I'll be back with you live shortly. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Our sponsor for this show is CEO Works, the value coaching company. CEO Works is an executive advisory education company that advances the work of human capital. I've partnered with them on client projects, certified as a value coach myself, and seen the impacts firsthand. They have a unique approach to creating value quickly through talent by identifying the most critical roles designing the roles, then powering them up with the right incredible talent, their model coaches the ecosystem all around the talent to produce leaps in value. Their focus is not only on the talent, but also on the role-talent combination. The CEO Works team believes we can improve the world by improving business. I encourage you to find out more at ceoworks.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Say It Skillfully, featuring your host, Molly Chang. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
or join the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter with the hashtag Say It Skillfully. Now back to your program. Welcome back. Our caller now is local here in New York, and I welcome Samantha. Samantha, thanks for joining the show. And what can I help you with today? Hi, Molly. Well, I have a coworker who's an amazing person, and he does great work. But unfortunately, his hygiene is really bad and just puts us in a very bad position. And I don't know how to talk to him about it. Oh, this reminds me, my dad had a Kodaker way back when. And um, in this case, it was an odor issue, and we heard about it for dinner for two weeks. So I'm very empathetic to this, um, Samantha. Is this something uh, other coworkers are noticing as well? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had multiple complaints. And can you, um, you know, sensitively share, is it, uh, what type of um, issue is it? Well, it's uh, body odor. Body odor. Thank you. Okay. So uh, this is a, the key thing is the energy that you, you exude on this. And I could imagine you just don't want to offend someone. You don't want them to feel bad, right? And um, at the same time, you have a responsibility because you have a lot of people at work and it's not really working for them. Um, so let's right. just call the person, right, um, Harold. So, um, and is this someone you work with quite a long time or new? It's quite a long time. Great. So I think if you're really, if you're close to the person, and I would be really in a, in a meta skill and energy of, of friendship, of caring, say Harold, and just look him in the eye and say, okay, you, you, we love having you here. Really show how much you care about that person. And... You know that I, I care about you and I honor you as a person, right, right, right? Make sure that's there. And say, so this is the, the deal. I have some information and it may not be what you want to hear, but I really need to share it with you because it's affecting us at work and it's affecting how people feel about you at work. Pause. So they get a sense of, okay. I said, so this is the deal. I don't reflect this on you as a person, but what I'm hearing from people is that it would be really helpful if you, you know, you can say um, um, had smelled better. You know, I'm not sure what the words would be. I have to think about this. If you had, you know, a chance to um, bathe more frequently before you come to work, perhaps. Okay? And so give that, you know, I don't know. How does that land? I tried a few times because um, he does physical work, and I would say, oh, my God, you probably worked so hard today. I think you need to go and take a shower and come back and refresh. And for a while it was working, and then all of a sudden, again, it started. And how many times can you tell a person? So that's good. So it's a, it was great. So I think you have to reinforce the good stuff and then um, let them know, I'm here for you, and you really need to do it. What do, what do we do? And it, you might have to make a game of it, but make it top of mind, check every day, because he did it, which was awesome. Totally awesome. And I think you want to create something where you just keep it top, front and center, so that's something, you know, you may have to babysit it, but that is something if you want to create the change for the workplace permanently, it may take longer to make it happen. Um, right. Thank you so much, Molly. 
You're so welcome. We've got a wrap today. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much, Molly. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Love your show. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm thrilled to introduce from around the globe from New York in Lucknow, India, my next caller, Junie. Junie, thank you so much for making time to join us on the show today. Thank you so much, Molly, for having me over. I'm so happy and thrilled to be here on this platform and to be able to talk to you. Thank you. My pleasure. And Junie, what's on your mind? What can I help you with today? Um, All right. Uh, Molly, I'd like to share a little bit about uh, what I do um, because my question is kind of related to the experiences that I've had. I'm a brand management professional turned communication and EQ coach. I work with children and corporate professionals to strengthen their communication skills along with a better understanding of their emotional states. Because I truly believe that uh, when we work and develop one part of it, the other part also benefits from it. And it's very closely linked, the way we feel and the way we respond. Um, It is in this regard um, that I'd like to share an experience uh, with you that happened in the early days of my career. And I would love to hear uh, your insights uh, and the wonderful uh, approaches that you constantly share with all of us. Uh, I had joined uh, as a young trainee and uh, in this organization, we were all a group from an elite uh, B school. Uh, We were appointed mentors and I had a mentor who was a wonderful person, a true leader, um, extremely encouraging, positive, with all the leadership qualities that one could possibly want in a mentor. Uh, However, I did notice that uh, his approach and uh, behavior would be different when it came to people who were lower down in the hierarchy or um, someone who would be uh, a guest from outside, like a supplier or a vendor, or someone who uh, possibly was not uh, of very great value to him. Uh, So that was a little bit of a shock uh, to kind of see this attitude change or this behavioral change in someone who I had started looking up to. Uh, Initially, I wasn't sure whether I was uh, misreading the situation or being judgmental. However, with time and with a couple of instances that happened, I realized that this difference was extremely evident. He would be really nice to us. He would be very good with his colleagues or his superiors. But when it came to the other staff, he would um, behave in a not-so-positive manner. So this kind of got me thinking and really did affect the way I started uh, feeling about him. Or, and I would say that somewhere it affected the respect that I carried for him. So uh, this is something I'd like to uh, ask you about. Uh, in a situation like this, where we witness someone behaving in this kind of a differential manner, or um, uh, or it could be someone who's a peer or someone who's a superior. How do we handle the situation? What do we do to kind of um, um, bring it to their notice? Do we actually bring it to their notice? And if yes, how do we do it? Great scenario. Uh, I can relate to this. I appreciate what you do. Um, Junie, for uh, your, the folks who had the pleasure of working with you 
And I, I know authenticity is a, is a big deal for you. I can feel that in you and I can see the disconnect because you want to believe in this person and then you're seeing a disconnect. And I think it's really important to um, not make yourself wrong about it. Also not jump to judging either. So I um, would, would go with this notion of just transparency of your experience. And I always tell folks it's always fair to share your experience of something. You're not pointing out that someone else is bad or wrong at all. Um, it's just something you're noticing. And it sounds like you had created a nice rapport with this person so you could approach it in a partnership sort of mode. And leading up, you know, I've appreciated, grateful for your being a mentor. I'm learning a ton from you. You know, I am, I'm noticing something that you may not be aware of, would it be all right if I bring it up? And mm -hmm. just ask for permission. So there's kind of a nodding of the heads, find a good time, it's great. And I want you to know I'm saying this with the intention that if I were in your shoes, I would really want someone to mention it to me as well. And, and this, the, the, the energy is just the seeking first to understand, being curious. You know, I've experienced you as being very warm or however you experience this person. I noticed in, a, in an interaction that when you, you were with such and such, the behaviors were such and such. And just noticing, no judgment on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, observing this, if, how you think the other folks might have felt. So again, you're forcing that person to think about putting themselves in the other person's shoes, and their reaction tells you a lot. They may, if, if, wants to go to a belittling, well, why would I care? You know, that might reinforce a sense of, wow, that's really interesting. You know, we're all human beings. We have this inherent value as a human. We would want to honor that. Or that person might be pausing and, and you might see the wheels spinning. So it just starts to give you some information as to how open that person is to more, um, you know, exploration of this or less. And, you know, you're very, I can tell, you're very intuitive. <laughs> this is what you do for work. And so you can start to gauge if it's a safe space to proceed. It, you know, and it, it's important for our own selves. And, I, and I, I often feel very bad for people, Junie, who end up with people they don't fully trust. And they're, they feel like they're kind of stuck there. And, you know, I, I do think that we have a choice. And it is an opportunity to just clarify um, the behaviors that you would want to see and why they, they, they matter to you. You're not saying that other person has to value them too, but you might say, when I see that kind of behavior, I have to admit it doesn't, it's not something that I, lends me to increase my respect. Just help mm -hmm. the person just see that you're not trying to pick on them as a human being, but that these are behaviors. And as leaders of the organization, gosh, I would really hope that we, first and foremost, would model uh, the value of including all folks and being willing to hear different opinions, etc. I'll pause here. How's that land for you? Wonderful, wonderful. You've um, approached it with so much of uh, consideration, with so much of um, um, maturity, I would say, the, the kind of approach that we must be cultivating in terms of looking at nurturing attitudes rather than uh, labeling people or um, jumping to conclusions about people. Uh, I think the whole focus, as you very rightly said, is about sensitizing the people, uh, I mean, ourselves as well as the people around us on 
how we could be more considerate towards one another, how uh, we could actually work on building better, more open, trustworthy relationships, quality relationships, uh, be it at the workplace or be it in our homes. And that only happens with open communication, uh, with considerate communication, uh, without feeling the need to put down someone else or uh, without really being preachy about it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you so much, Molly, for um, throwing so much of light on a really, really important uh, angle and topic. This has been wonderful. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. I, um, I'm curious because you do work with young people. Uh, if you have any thoughts or questions about that aspect, because I think, um, you know, that's our next generation. So I, I really honor you for investing there. Um, it's, uh, I'd love to be able to work with folks so that later they don't have bad habits we have to unwind, but rather they can learn good habits right out of the gate. <laughs> that's, that's very well said. Um, yes, um, working with children has been a conscious decision that uh, came about along the way. And I'm, I'm really grateful that I had an opportunity to do it. Um, I often like to call myself as a thought planter when it comes to children. I find they are um, extremely observant. They, uh, they are people who are willing to be open to ideas, to think, to explore um, um, about uh, certain opinions, if they are allowed to do so or they are encouraged to do so. And uh, I think it's very important, not just as a communicator or as a teacher, but uh, as adults to be able to function as thought planters in various roles that we have, be it as parents, be it as relatives or just normal adults in a community. We need to be able to show our children um, what truly matters. And that is in terms of cultivating healthy attitudes towards other people. Um, this whole materialistic um, focus that we tend to be showing our children, irrespective of and regardless of what we say, um, our children are picking up these aspects of um, the negative emotions that we constantly um, express and the kind of ideas of uh, differentiation of um, um, the kind of uh, hatred or the intolerance that we seem to have for anyone and anything that is different from what we believe is right. Uh, children are picking up all these things. So somewhere we need to start working on our own approaches and understand that respect for fellow human beings is one of the most important uh, things that we need to do. And uh, children do not understand all these negative emotions unless we put it into their minds. They are naturally accepting. They are naturally open to um, connecting, to communicating, expressing, and actually feeling joy. Um, unfortunately, uh, it's we adults who kind of show them uh, or rather make them feel that uh, 
um, uh, you know, being competitive and um, having feelings like envy, anger, disrespect, all this is what it means to be an adult. So that's unfortunate. Um, and I, but it's not something that cannot uh, be uh, solved. So in this process of working with children, I've, I would say that it's less about really teaching them. It's been more of a journey of revelation for myself as well. And I've come to realize that um, it's more about letting them continue being how they are. That's the greatest gift we can give them. There is so much that children are capable of feeling, doing, expressing. It's we adults who are getting in their way. Uh, so uh, I think uh, we can really do uh, quite a bit in showing our children that no matter what, the most important thing is respect and dignity for every individual, be it for themselves or be it for the people they interact with. I love, love how you put that. And uh, I want to call out for our listeners, you know, we think about the children, but it really extends through uh, our workplace as well. And our actions do speak louder than our words. And I think when we see disconnects in action and words, um, without making someone necessarily a bad person, the ability to call it out and say, hey, I'm noticing this, is that what we really want? Um, and I think that's something I just, I call that the power of observation and noticing. It's a great way to add value to a situation. It isn't about having the right answer. I love the thought planter, you know, here this thought leader and all this kind of thing, but thought planter, which is giving people a seed for them to then work with and to um, doodle and explore, I'll say, I think is a really great way for parents, for leaders, frankly, to exploit, to take advantage of the full potential of people. Um, the children, you know, I'm, 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 I don't have my own kids. You know, I have five darling nieces and nephews, and I do think that, you know, one of the reasons I was so passionate about this whole say it skillfully is I saw so many people in the workplace not saying what they thought needed to be said. And at the end of the day, that, you know, you're not able to be your true self and to have a young person early on feel like they need to censor and not be able to ask questions or what have you really would be tragic. So, um, you know, I think that it's great that you're helping nurture that next generation. And I do think that they, you know, for all the consternation to hear about millennials or whatever generations, I do believe that they're genuinely curious. They want to contribute. They want to understand. And by asking questions, they help us all be better. That's very well said, Molly. Very well said. It, it's, um, as you rightly said, kind of um, putting those right thoughts in their mind, encouraging them to work on those thoughts, ask questions, be expressive, um, gain in confidence, and grow up to be considerate and empathetic adults. That's exactly what the world needs right now. I love it. I love the fact that you've joined the show. Before I sign off here, Junie, any thoughts come to you, a top takeaway from our conversation today? I love the fact um, how you said um, kind of enabling people to ask questions, to share feedbacks, and to express themselves 
with confidence. I think in a nutshell, that's exactly what each one of us need to do in our workplaces, of course, but more so in our personal relationships. Because at the end of the day, our actual greatest wealth is our set of relationships. Uh, more than any designation, more than any other achievement or milestone, the people that we choose to surround ourselves with, the kind of conversations that we cultivate, the kind of attitudes that we nurture, that's going to matter much more to us uh, in our process to build meaningful lives. So thank you so much, Molly, for, um, for sharing such valuable and amazing insights and I do wish you all the very best and you continue touching people's hearts and lives with your amazing thoughts and words. Thank you so much. You're so kind. You're so kind. Please let me know how it goes. Obviously, I'm here for you if I can give any more help. I appreciate you calling in, Junie, and thank you as always for being part of the solution. You take care. Thank you. You take care, too. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. And please, Reflect on your top takeaways. And know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out SayItSkillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too.